The Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, has touched down in India, leading a delegation of business leaders on a mission to strengthen economic ties with the emerging superpower. As part of that mission, he and his Indian counterpart have announced that Deakin University will become the first international university to open a foreign campus in India. The announcement underscores the importance of higher education to the Australia-India relationship. Ravneet Pava is Deakin's Vice President of Global and the CEO of its South Asia campus. She joins me now from Ahmedabad. Welcome to RM Breakfast. Thank you very much, Patricia. Tell me about what education opportunities the campus will be offering. Well, we're looking at offering postgraduate studies uh, in sort of areas such as cybersecurity and business analytics, uh, basically looking at the digital economies. And um, Gift City here has about 200 organizations already operational. So we are hoping that our degree uh, offering in India, with India, for India, will actually help um, these companies get, um, you know, trained graduates that will help um, build the future of work when, here in India and, and across. When will it be open? We are hoping at the earliest, but no later than July 24. Now, Deakin was the first international university to open an office in India. I think it was back in 1994. How has the university's relationship with India strengthened since then? We've had a great relationship with India. Yes, you're right. It was in 1994. Um, I remember when I was just, uh, you know, starting to work uh, in the Australian education scene that time. And um, it was, uh, there was not much uh, activity between Australia and India uh, in education at all. The journey for Deakin over these years has been just brilliant because we have about 10 very strong partnerships across education and research. We have joint degrees here. We have dual programs. We work with industry, government and academia at large. We also have a lot of our Australian students come and spend time here in India on mobility programs. Uh, it's been just such a fascinating and such a uh, fulfilling engagement uh, between India and Australia, specifically for Deakin. Last year, the Indian government announced that foreign universities would be allowed to set up some campuses in India. That was actually quite a significant announcement and opportunity. What enabled Deakin to be the first with the announcement? Well, two things, I think. If it had to be any country that Deakin would have done this, would have been India because of a very rich history and a very long association with this country. And I think that um, India is absolutely poised to be a world superpower. So why not India? And then I think the knowledge, uh, the partnerships, the engagement, um, and I think the support from the leadership across the 30 years has been brilliant. So um, as soon as this was announced, we started thinking about it. Uh, the Vice Chancellor um, and I have had lots of discussions about where and the future. And it's been um, actually uh, one of the things that we decided uh, not very few months ago, but <laughs> it was lately that we agreed that we should do something in India because this is going to be the future and um, we must take the first step to make this happen. And you've been directly involved in those negotiations to get the Australian and Indian Prime Ministers to make this announcement together. How crucial is this diplomatic and economic mission Australia is leading at the moment? 
Oh, this is amazing for Australia. Like I said, my journey uh, with Australia is about 30 years old with, uh, you know, the partnership, but I have not seen so much energy between the Australia-India relationship ever before. Uh, this is unusual, and I think that both sides are equally committed. And there's a lot that has happened since ECTA. I think that ECTA has actually really defined where the future of Australia-India relationship can actually start and has a huge potential to grow. The 10 sectors that have been identified between the two governments, uh, you know, the tariffs and st- and all of that actually has really led to a very strong commitment and partnership between the governments, between the trades, between commerce and between the education institutions. When um, Minister Jason Clare signed the qualification recognition framework a couple of um, Uh, weeks back, it was really one of the very strong steps forward to ensure that the education sector was able to really look forward to strong partnerships with India. So it is a redefining moment in my view. Yeah. We've got 70,000 Indian students studying in Australia. Um, How does this change that composition potentially, not just this one Deakin campus, but more broadly now that campuses will be able to be opened in India, will that sort of rejig the distribution or will we still have a strong flow of Indian students here in Australia? Look, Patricia, I think that the students who want to come to Australia to study will continue to do so because they do that because they want to, um, you know, study in a campus with um, in Australia and get a feel of a foreign university in another country. And there are lots of other driving forces. They may want to have a career there. They may want to live there. They may want to do other things uh, that will define them being away from home. Whereas, and, and that will continue to happen in our view. And I don't think that uh, any of this will change that. But I do think that what this will do, you know, there are 250 million Indian uh, Indians under the age of 35. I think this is going to provide a huge opportunity to people who are not able to go to a foreign country, who are not able to either for economic reasons or personal reasons, but are looking at a world-class education in India. So I think this is looking at providing that to the Indian students. They could choose to go to other countries for careers later, but I think this is going to be in the country for them here. And, and, and that's a big move by the government of India. And I think that with the support of all our colleagues, we were able to make that decision very early to be able to do that in India. Education obviously has has a strong element, uh, has been a strong element of that Australia-India relationship, but it is actually mostly that the travel is from India to Australia. Would you like to see it happen the other way around as well, Australians going to India to study? Well, I think that will happen eventually. We've had a lot of students coming through NCP and various mobility programs over the years. Of course, the pandemic slowed that down, but uh, we're starting to see um, rekindled interest. So I think that we'll have a lot of uh, interest for students to come and study some bit of the program, maybe at this campus. We also think that this would be a regional hub for um, students from other nationalities in the region to come and study at the Deakin campus in the Gift City. So um, this is going to be quite an exciting time and future for Deakin in the region itself. And we do think that um, this will encourage students from India to come to Deakin and students from Deakin to come to India even more. Thank you so much for your time this morning. 
Thanks, Patricia. Lovely to talk to you. Ravneet Pava is Deakin's Vice President of Global and the CEO of its South Asia campus. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.